0: Please make sure that your sepal securely pass it. at this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off, thank you.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Vagabond Exchange episode for the week of April 3rd, 2011. I'm Emily.
0: And I am William.
1: (laughs) You are William.
0: We haven't done this in a while.
1: We haven't. You didn't know what to do. You looked about nervously. I did. Just kidding. How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing well.
1: What were you going to say? I was
0: going to say it doesn't matter that we haven't done this in a while because no one's listening.
1: Stop it. People do you know are how listening? many
0: podcasts there are out there? A gazillion. In the stratosphere.
1: We have friends that listen. Who? Andy and Charity and Amanda and Tim.
0: To everyone?
1: No. Maybe not right when we do them. Don't be so disgruntled with All your right. electronic cigarette.
0: Yes. Have we talked about this before?
1: That you are an avid smoker? Incorrect (laughs) No, we haven't talked about it There
0: is a uh, beer We have talked about the Flying Saucer before
1: We have talked about the Flying Saucer before
0: The Flying Saucer is a bar It's a beer emporium It's a drought, drought. drought 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 emporium Drought emporium Yeah And they're located in various cities around the nation Continental US They're in Houston, Memphis, Nashville Atlanta Atlanta maybe, yeah
1: Chattanooga?
0: Perhaps. Anyway. Not uh so? <laughs> Asheville? Um, the the good thing, the one thing that they have that other places don't have is that if you drink 200 different kinds of beers, you get a saucer, basically, on mm-hmm. the ceiling of the establishment. Right. Um, one thing about the, pl- the Flying Saucer in Nashville is... Um, unlike most places now, you can actually still smoke there.
1: Correct. This is Um, correct. And smoke, people do. They do. In that establishment.
0: That place is rife with (laughs) cigarette smoke. Indeed. Yes. But starting May 1st, cigarettes will no longer be allowed or cigars because they sell cigars as well that
1: is weird that they're doing i didn't even think about cigars because that's a lot of people smoke cigars in there
0: yeah and they sell them so that's part of their profit i'm kind of wondering what how that's going to affect because there's like um every friday because i've been going there frequently yeah and every friday you get all these bikers that come in and they all smoke and um yeah i I don't think they're going to quit to come to the flying saucer so,
1: I mean, I, <clears throat> I don't know. You finish your thought.
0: No, I know what you're going to say. I, under, I am actually okay with them s- because I, some I like to smoke when I drink occasionally. As do I. And, uh, but I know it's bad for you. And It's it also, bad for
1: everyone, not just me. Yes.
0: It's bad for everyone. <laughs> but the thing is, well, one thing is if you go to the Flying Saucer in Nashville, you can't get upset about the smoke. Right. You know what it's about unless you're from out of town. And even then, when you walk in, there's a big sign on the door. Right. Um, well, so. actually,
1: what I was going to say is, mm-hmm. probably if people really are going to the Flying Saucer to drink delicious beer, they'll go outside to smoke like they do at other bars in Nashville.
0: Yeah, but where do you go?
1: I see people smoking in the stairwell next to the building.
0: At the Flying Saucer.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or well, out in front of a the building. There's like a little walkway there's down. A little
0: patio area. Yeah. Right over where the cars come in, so yeah. maybe they can go over there.
1: Yeah. And I see people walk down. There's like a um, wheelchair access ramp from either direction that leads to the entrance. Right. And if you go down like away from the parking lot, I've seen people down there because all those businesses are closed at in the evening. Yeah. So they may go there.
0: I wonder how nervous that's going to make the uh, waitresses and stuff because you, you know. You, you're always worried about walkouts, Yeah. And now I'm going to have a cigarette, and you could just be gone. Yeah. So.
1: I wonder what precipitated that change. I don't Cause know. Because it's one of few places in Nashville where one can still. Light up. Enjoy a cigarette. But yep. I will say, it's bother. It's it's bad in there. It is bad. Like, if they don't have smoking, there's kind of like this patio area, sort of a patio. It's got those big garage doors that you can open up in the summertime, and you can't smoke there. Right. But, like, in the inside area... You can, and it's like it's like tear-inducing. That's yeah. the amount of smoke that kind of hangs in the air.
0: Right. So I wonder after May 1st how long it'll take f- to get rid of that cigarette smell. I know. I think
1: it'll always smell like that in there. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think it'll smell like that forever.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> what kidding. started this conversation is that I have started, well, I started a couple of months ago to s- smoke um, electronic cigarettes. Yes. And the problem I had was that the vapor wasn't good enough and whatever. But they improved them mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year, and I really enjoy what they've done. So now, when I go to the Flying Saucer,
1: you I can just I can still smoke. Cigarette?
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: You should ask. I will ask. You should ask all your friends that work there.
0: I wonder how soon it'll it'll how long it'll take to get that wave to because it's becoming a more prevalent thing.
1: The electronic cigarette? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like such an easy alternative to me. I guess it's not because I'm like an addicted smoker. Like I don't jones for one. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's different.
0: But I wonder like in uh, airplanes and stuff like that if people will.
1: I can't see them letting. I was thinking about that. I can't see them letting people exhale any type of like.
0: gaseous. Yeah.
1: And it's smell like you can smell it. It's not like it's like flavorless when you yeah eat. that makes sense and if everybody was doing it <laughs> yeah. no they don't yeah, let you talk have- on your phone on the plane they're not gonna let you
0: yeah that's true
1: yes very good things that should not happen on planes in my opinion to people talking on their cell phones and people blowing gas into the air
0: yeah what else <laughs> fornication
1: I don't disagree with fornication on planes. Are you a
0: part? Of, really? <laughs> Snakes on
1: planes, I like.
0: Are you a part of the uh, Mile High Club? I'm
1: not. Are no. you? No. <laughs> you answered <did> that very, <laughs> almost too quickly. No. I don't see how people can, to be honest with you. I mean, I get that they can, but it's not it comfortable. D- it doesn't seem worth it, like, for the notoriety of being in the Mile High Club. Yeah. I'd rather just avoid it.
0: <laughs> I know. It's disgusting. If you really <laughs> it's disgusting.
1: It. Like, the bathroom of an airplane. I don't want to go in there to pee, Like, let alone...
0: I can't even stand up all the way in those
1: bathrooms. Yeah, how do you stand up all the I way? I have to bend
0: over the whole time I'm in there.
1: <laughs> so how, how would you fornicate one? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's great. Masturbate, maybe,
0: but fornication...
1: Does masturbation count? Do you become part of the Mile High Club if we masturbate? I don't think if so. If that's the case, I've been a member for years. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Put me up in a nice hotel, checked in, they said smoking or non-smoking room. I said non-smoking. He said, okay, you know, there's no smoking in there. I said, I don't smoke. And I said, okay, but if you meet somebody and you take them up to the room. I said, and they go down to the lobby. He goes, why make them go down to the lobby? Just let me put you in the smoking room, and they can smoke right in the room. I said, who the fuck are you talking about? We should probably mention the Oscars.
1: We since, should, since we talked about them last time. Yeah. And didn't follow up, even though they were a while ago. Yeah. So, yeah, the Oscars, um, the Oscars were okay. I wasn't blown away.
0: I wasn't either, but they they still came. They were nine percent down from last year. But yeah, they still came in number one.
1: Which I don't understand, like why it's such a big deal if they're unless they're number one. The, I, I feel like TV ratings have become so saturated because there's like eight thousand shows on that are good at the same time. Yeah,
0: and not only that, but people DVR stuff now, so right. I don't know how they measure all that. I don't either.
1: Yeah. I don't understand it.
0: Well. What did you think of uh, James Franco and Anne Hathaway?
1: I like James Franco and Anne Hathaway. I thought Anne Hathaway was a very charismatic host. I thought James Franco seemed indifferent, which made me me laugh. Right, but I can see why people might have not enjoyed <laughs> his hosting. Yeah, as I, much. There's
0: a tradition there with the show, yeah, and he clearly stepped out of that. <laughs> but yeah, I
1: I love James yeah. Franco. He's so funny. <laughs> He doesn't care, and that, I like that about him. And
0: some things he did were pretty funny. Like um, when they gave away the technical awards, and he's like, uh, congratulations, nerds. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: I like that he's talented, but he's not... Like, I feel like he can act like that because he's so talented. Yeah. You know? Like, if he was, like, not that talented, it would be... Then he'd be... be an a-hole. Right, exactly. Yeah. So... That part didn't bother me. I will tell you the one thing about the show that annoyed me and has like almost like com- compounded in its annoyance is Melissa Leo dropping the f bomb. Yeah, she's I don't like her anymore.
0: No, nah, it seemed um,
1: it, it seemed staged. Yeah, the entire staged. speech seems seemed staged. I think she planned to do that.
0: Yeah, <sighs> and I mean Stupid. her performance was really good in the movie, but it was. I can but- honestly say I don't remember that many other performances she's had. Uh-uh. So, let's see if she's a one-trick pony. or because I, I feel
1: like she's really only popped up in the last couple, like, become like a household name in the last couple years. You right. didn't hear people talking about Melissa Leo like five years ago.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, what did you think about um, The Best Picture? King's Speech? Were you okay with that?
1: I was okay with it because I thought it was a great movie. I I don't know. I was so torn between that and The Social Network. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded if either. It would have been nice to see the social network pull out one like big award. I know they won for what best screenplay.
0: They, they yes, yeah, sc- uh, um, adapted, adapted screenplay. screenplay and music.
1: Yeah, but it would have been nice to see them take one of the top, like, like best actress or actor or director. Yeah. yeah, so I was a little disappointed for them because I did think it was a great movie. But
0: any other surprises or it was pretty much down the line. And
1: that's what it was kind of boring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. The the one thing that stood out to me was when they did the uh, memorial, mm-hmm. and like showed all the people that have died in the past year. Usually, you hear applause, but yeah, this year they didn't do it. They right. like, I can't remember if they told them not to or they muted it out. Or Which what.
1: I think is kind of good. Why are you applauding for dead people?
0: Well, you're not. You're applauding. You're showing I your it, appreciation for their work.
1: Fair enough. But I do think it, like, kind of eclipses the person that comes after the person they're clapping for. So that, I can see why they told them not to do it.
0: Uh, yeah. That and the fact that, like, Dennis Halper probably would have gotten a lot of applause. Mm-hmm. And then you have some screenwriter or producer that people barely know. Mm-hmm. It's just a smattering. Right. So it's kind of like pissing This guy's not ground.
1: as important. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's yeah. not very respectful.
0: But then when it's just quiet. And- <laughs> It's like everybody's left the room. For
1: <laughs> they probably five did. They're all in the lobby, like <laughs> getting smashed. Yeah. So yeah, that was. Hopefully, next year will be better.
0: Yeah, we're already looking forward to the movies this year. Uh-huh.
1: you already have them like scoped out through the end of the year.
0: I do. Well, at least George Clooney's movies <laughs>
1: <laughs> due to your man crush. Yeah. So yeah. So anyway. So speaking of the Oscars, yeah. we have seen a few movies in the last uh, few weeks. Um, do you want to review all of these or just a couple? We can things? just
0: like... Uh,
1: do you want to do thumbs up, thumbs down? Yeah. Okay.
0: We don't even have to... I was wondering about the IMDB thing. Do you still want to do that or you just want to do like... Give our like four stars or thumbs up,
1: thumbs down? Let's do stars. Okay. What do you want to do? Best out of four or best out of five? Four. Four. Um, okay. Do you want to give the synopsis too? Uh,
0: we don't have to. Okay. It depends on the movie. Like the first movie... Is, we might want to give a little bit okay. of detail. Or
1: no? No, don't go want ahead. To. Okay. Um, so we did see Beautiful, which was one of the nominees, um, I think, for Best Foreign Language Film. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. And as well as Javier Bardem's performance, um, Beautiful is a story of a struggling father who is trying to care for his children and his like half-high, half-slut wife, <laughs> um, and is mixed up in trouble kind of in the meantime. And he's also, so yeah, I would give that a, uh, I give that two and a half stars.
0: Um, and it's
1: only for Javier Bardem's performance.
0: Yeah, I'd pr- pretty much, I'd say two and a, well, I'd go three. Awesome. Another
1: Sorry. movie that we saw was Cedar Rapids, which stars um, Ed Helms and some other people, Anne H, and is about basically an insurance convention that takes place in Cedar Rapids, Iowa and how um, Ed Helms, which has shown up all the other insurance companies the last few years.
0: Yes, for dubious reasons. Reasons, yeah. yes,
1: yes. <laughs> um, I would give this one actually like a three and a half. It was pretty good, pretty funny.
0: Yes, I would give it the same. All the uh, Ed Helms was very good, all the yeah. supporting cast, especially John C. Riley. Yes. And uh, the, guy the guy from The Wire. Yeah, the guy yeah. who played
1: Clay Davis in The Wire. Right, he was, he was very good and he... <laughs> He's very funny, yes. and there's references to the wire. He's
0: completely different, you know, than the character he plays in the uh, the wire. Yeah, so, which was totally yeah, it's cool. So yes, I would give it three and a half too.
1: Me too. Um, yesterday we actually went and checked out Insidious, which stars <laughs> I can't even talk about it. Stars Rose Byrne, um, Patrick Wilson, and Barbara Hershey, and is about a. I don't even know how to put this. A seemingly haunted house in a family that's sort of terrorized um, when their son is um, critically injured, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but you find out that it's not the house that's haunted. Oh, right. shocker. Yes. It's <laughs> um, actually
0: Patrick Wilson's butthole, which is just a complete <laughs> shock. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs>
1: that's horrible. I would give this... One star. Really? <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. No, okay, I'd give it I'd give it two stars. Um the first half of the movie is decent because you're like, oh, what is the deal? You can't you can't really figure out what's happening. Right. But the second half, like the, 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 the resolution of the story is so like cliched yet ridiculous, you can't you can't take it seriously. It's laughable. And the acting got bad. Like, Rose Burns did a great job, and Patrick Wilson did a good job at the beginning. But at the end, I was like, Did you just mail that in? Yeah, dude? he's like, I got
0: to get out of here. <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm on a sinking ship here. <laughs> and I used to have such a crush, crush on Patrick Wilson. You
0: don't anymore?
1: Well, I watched two movies in which he gets castrated. Oh, no. I don't so do now I'm like, Ew, you're gross. <laughs> and you're in a terrible um, horror film. <laughs>
0: I, I won't go that far. I'll give it two and a half stars <laughs> because the first hour was pretty good. It was yeah. like a classic kind of horror flick. You have some jumping moments. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It looked good. I mean, you there's scenes where uh, alarms are going off and you see people or you hear things. Yeah. I like that in movies. And uh, Rose Byrne, by the way, is going on my list of sickly-looking people.
1: She looked sickly in this movie. Other movies, though, she hasn't looked bad. I don't think right. she's a lollipop head, though. What like does that s- mean? skinny, tiny oh. body and a giant, giant head, like the Olsen twins. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Yeah,
0: um, but the, the last half hour, I guess, was like going into a haunted house <laughs> with your kids at a carnival. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. It's like, what the, what the fuck how just look happened? Look in this mirror. All right. Whoa. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say?
0: Although there were two guys in the movie.
1: Oh, they were funny. Kind of like. Specs and Hunter.
0: Like Ghostbusters <laughs> type characters. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were good.
1: They and reminded I, me of the Best Buy Geek Squad, the way yeah, that yeah, they yeah. dress. That's what they reminded me of.
0: And you always, I have to give them credit for interjecting a little humor in a movie, mm-hmm. in a horror movie. I hate those movies that there's like, you know it could never happen, but they treat yeah. it like it's.
1: They take themselves too seriously. Right. Yeah. yeah. The one, what I was going to say, one thing I did think was cool is there were some shots where the color like kind of drains from the picture. Right. I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
0: Two for you and two and a half for me. Yep. Yep.
1: Um. What else? Oh, Adjustment Bureau mm-hmm. starring Matt Damon and Emily Blunt and John Slattery and Anthony Mackey. Right. Um, and the Adjustment Bureau is basically, it's a concept film <laughs> where, um, <Okay. laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, because it's not like, I don't know what else to call it. But basically, the concept is, what if your life wasn't really your own? What if it was being planned by other people or another, another being, that being maybe being God? Right. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I would give this one three and a half.
0: You and I are pretty close. We
1: are pretty close. I would give it three
0: and a half. Uh, And I got to say, I just want to say, Anthony Mackie, like when I'm watching him in this movie, I think of Clarence and It's a Wonderful Life, except he's like a cool, hip Clarence. Good job. I just loved his character in this movie. And the fact that he was so far away from like the other stuff that I've seen him in that he was able to kind of get out of that. He wasn't typecast in any kind of way. Yeah. I mean this could have been played by anyone. And the fact that but you I've seen Anthony Mackie in like um
1: eight
0: The mile. Hurt Locker, Eight Mile. So you can almost be stereotyped when mm-hmm. you're but he just I loved his character. I loved the movie overall.
1: Yeah, I did too. But he
0: was just really a standout for me. I think I thought he did an excellent job.
1: He did do a great job. I just thought it was a cool um, I thought the concept was cool. Mm-hmm. I, it made me think about what if every decision you made really did impact, you know, sort of have this like, sort of like a ripple effect right? or the butterfly effect. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Um, and I really liked the chemistry between Emily Blunt and Matt Damon. Very believable. Yes. Yeah. You like rooted for them.
0: Yeah. And Emily Blunt is not like, and they mentioned this on the, uh, Tony, so yeah. she's not like, uh, a glamour queen. She's not like Angelina Jolie or yeah. something with extraordinary beauty. Yeah. But that almost attracts me to her more because totally. she almost seems like somebody you could hang out with.
1: Have a beer with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, she's one of those girls that women like and dudes want to date. Right. Whereas Angelina Jolie, Everybody's like, kind of chicks hate her, her and it. guys are intimidated by right, her. Right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Plus, Angelina Jolie is always posing. Like, stop posing. I think so? <laughs> yes. Okay. Um... So, yeah, three and a half stars for the Adjustment Bureau. Bureau. Yep. bureau. Um, we also checked out Limitless, starring Bradley Cooper, Robert De Niro, Abby Cornish. Did I miss anybody? Oh, um, Bradley Cooper's Eyes and Five O'Clock Shadow also <laughs> make an appearance in this movie. Um, and uh, it's another conceptual movie which um is based on if you could take a pill that would basically make you limitless where you couldn't you could think your way out of any situation solve any problem fix any anything you want you could be as wealthy and as popular and as wonderful as anyone else Well
0: instead of using like 20% of your brain all the time you're up to using like 100%, 100% yeah, yeah
1: yeah would you would you do it, and it, would you suffer the consequences, even if if there were consequences? Right. Um, I like this. I would give it a three, three stars.
0: I would too. I. I would anytime, thought you would say less than that? No, I mean I really enjoyed the movie. Anytime you have a movie like this, though, you can in your head you're always thinking of ways that they could. There's yeah. so many possibilities that you know. It's probably not fair for me to be disappointed in a way.
1: Yeah, the, I will say my only point, of, the only reason I wouldn't give this four stars is because the ending was so trite. If the yes. ending had been tweaked a little bit, I probably would have.
0: It was almost like, a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like they're getting away with something. Yeah. It's too easy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like they were just like, eh, whatever, here you go. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh,
0: agreed. So three stars for Limitless.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. And finally, our last review of the day is somewhere um, directed by Sofia Coppola, starring Stephen Dorff, Elle Fanning, Michelle um, Monaghan, and Jackasses Chris Pontius, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is about a um, sort of wild child, wild child actor who um, lives at a hotel in Los Angeles and basically. Spends his time partying, drinking, and having relations with ladies. Yeah.
0: Watching strippers while <laughs> That's in bed, right. falling asleep to strippers <laughs> exactly. while in bed, yeah.
1: falling down the stairs because he's drunk. Right, all kinds of stuff. And then his daughter comes to stay with him for a little while and changes the course of his life. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, you go ahead. Go ahead and give your review.
0: Uh, I would give this movie. Two and a half stars. And a half star is for uh, the extra half stars for the performances of Stephen Dorff and Elle Fanning. Fanning.
1: Yeah, Dakota Fanning's little sister. Right.
0: They did, I mean, everybody, and even Chris Pontius, they, yeah, he they're was all really, really good. good. Um, but it it only goes to two and a half for me because of the direction of Sofia Coppola. Now you told me that I need to see The Virgin Suicides, yes, because it kind of has the same pace and kind of yes. And I don't mind movies that linger,
1: right? If it helps tell the story,
0: yes. Like uh, we were talking about um, Inglorious Bastards when that came out, and they they have these scenes where there's just tons of dialogue. It's like a very long scene, right? But I don't feel like I'm. My, Waiting I, I'm for being the next thing to happen. Like yeah. my mind isn't drifting. Yeah. And there's even at the at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, okay, what's going on <laughs> right, here? Right. 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 From the start, but I, I'm thinking, okay, maybe Coppola is trying to show kind of the monotony and the, the boredom of this guy's life. But then it just continues on throughout the film. I felt. Yeah. And uh, I just felt like it could have been either directed better or edited better. Um, so. You know, and maybe I expected too much because it was her. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would.
1: Well, and she did such a great job with Lost in Translation. Right. It's hard to walk in and be like, because you're kind of expecting that like completeness of that you felt during Lost of Lost in Translation. Yeah. I would give it three stars, for the same reason. I mean, I thought the acting was great. I did think that the like because. Steven Dorff doesn't for like having such a full life. Well, not even a full life. Having such a uh glamorous life, he doesn't have much to say, which I I kind of liked. Like I thought everybody fit well into what to the way they acted and the way they they were portrayed. And I do agree like the some scenes sometimes it was a little bit much. Like sometimes things dragged on and you couldn't tell You you weren't able to, like, add it up at the end and say, oh, I see why she did that. You know what I mean? Sometimes
0: it, it felt like an amateur film to me. Yeah. There's a scene where he's watched, the first time he watches strippers in his hotel room. Yeah. And the thing just goes on forever. Yeah. And I just didn't see the point of it. Yeah. I mean, I was still going on, okay, maybe she's showing the monotony of his life and he's, you know, but I just think he can do it better than that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. Well I'm the the thing of it was it, it it was such a juxtaposition between scenes like that and then the scenes where there wasn't any dialogue that told a great part of the story. Like there's this part where Elle Fanning's character and Stephen Dorff's character spend the day like at the pool. Right. And that was such a great scene. It's a great scene. But even though
0: yeah, I I don't you know need what I'm dialogue, saying? but I need right. to I need something to be Right. I need a story to be told.
1: Right. No, I disagree. I'm not disagreeing no, with no, you. I'm just I saying understand. it was It's hard, it was hard for me to write it off completely because there were...
0: Because you compare that to the scene where he's at the daughter's uh, skating thing. Yeah. And I, there's a part of me that's going, you don't need to go this long with this.
1: Really? Yeah. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Okay. We can be different. So
0: three for you, two and a half for me.
1: Yep. And thus concludes today's movie review segment. Yeah. Look at us being quick. Quick and... Quick and painless. Yeah. Get in, get out, quit messing about. Yeah. Yo-ho, yo-ho, yo
0: Hey, Mom. Yes, you. Why fuss and fret about dinner? Why not have it right here? Yes, this drive-in offers everyone in the family a real picnic treat for dinner. We've got delicious sandwiches with all the trimmings and your other dinner favorites, plus whatever you want to drink, hot or cold. Come early before the show starts, or eat while you're being entertained, or at intermission time. So why fuss? Give your family a tasty dinner at this drive-in.
1: So a lot's been going on. Yeah. We're in the middle of uh, March Madness. Not really in the middle, kind of on the end of March Madness. Yeah, championships
0: actually tomorrow, so between UConn. tomorrow? Yep. UConn. That's um,
1: dumb. (laughs) They should drag it out another weekend. (laughs) (laughs) No
0: way. Uh, But these kids got to go back to class, right?
1: Whatever. We watched the Fab Five today, so I'm I'm critical of any athletic program <laughs> now. Bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Um.
0: Anyway, it's between the Connecticut <laughs> Huskies. Yeah. And the Butler Bulldogs. 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 Yeah.
1: Butler Bulldogs. So. Battle starts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, who are you going for? Butler. Yeah, me too.
1: Butler. Thank God Kentucky didn't win. We um, live in Nashville. If you. You may or may not know that, and there are we are surrounded by University of Kentucky fans, and they are like so very obnoxious. Obnoxious, yeah. And so we were glad that Kentucky lost in the Final Four championship yesterday, because now we don't have to listen to their crap for another year, right? At least,
0: I will say that this tournament was rather unpredictable Mm -hmm. and exciting, even though my bracket looked like crap.
1: I didn't care. Two
0: weeks in. Because
1: it's awesome. All the games
0: were so enjoyable. Yeah. And the difference between this year and all the previous years is that you could watch all the games. You know, they were on four different channels. And you could never do that before. It's like you're watching your favorite team and they cut away to some other game. Exactly. So I really really appreciated it.
1: Good job. Is it Turner Broadcasting that did all that? And their various affiliates? Yeah. The other thing that I'll say... um, That was well, actually, you told me this. Didn't you say ESPN had like 15 million brackets submitted and only two predicted the final Uh,
0: four? I think it was six million. Six million, yeah, but still, that's
1: (laughs) like two people predicted the final four, yeah.
0: And I wonder who those two people are. Who predicts VCU and Butler in the final four? I
1: don't know, some crazy, it's probably like somebody's mom that's just like, whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean, yeah, (laughs) or just like somebody who doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Serial killers, or like some little kid. Boop, beep, boop, beep. Yep, just this pushing buttons. Yeah. Exactly. So it's been fun. I like this time of year because it's like everybody's into it. Right. Chicks and, and dudes and geese <laughs> that are scurry.
0: And also the fact that right as this is ending, baseball is kicking up. Right. So we have opening day, right, as baseball's, I mean, basketball is winding
1: down. So That's right. It's very nice. And our avid listeners know that we love baseball. Yeah. Speaking of avid listeners, where is Joe?
0: He's Seriously. Gone. He's gone. Gone
1: forever? Yep. You don't think he's coming back? We have his email. We should email him. See if he's he still probably alive. Probably changed it. He changed <laughs> Prevent it. Prevent us from stalking Those fuckers him. are going to email me. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk about the winner next time. Yep. Or whatever.
0: Yeah. Depends on who wins. Yeah. If UConn wins,
1: I don't really care. No. If Butler wins, I don't really care about that either. No.
0: But that would be nice. It would be. Um, So moving on. Mm -hmm. uh, You know what I thought about today? Because of this whole, we had the tsunami in Japan a couple of weeks ago.
1: What did you think about?
0: I was thinking all these years, you know, these various countries have been, you've had the Cold War and all that Mm -hmm. with the worry that somebody's going to push the button and there's going to be a nuclear holocaust. And it could be possible that some natural disaster disaster ends up. You That's know, a good point. Wiping us all out That's because a good they still point. haven't contained all that stuff.
1: Well, and it's happened in the past. Well, depending on what your your thought process is, but the ice age and the Black Plague. I mean, there's lots of things that were natural, and I mean, especially the ice age, like that was shifting in the tectonic plates that caused the world to be engulfed in ice. Just because humans weren't alive then, doesn't mean that it was any less.
0: Right. But when I think of the ice age and the Black Plague and I compare that, I mean, the tsunami was isolated. As bad as it was, it was isolated to Japan. Mm-hmm. Whereas with these nuclear reactors, that's a man-made thing, mm-hmm. which is always going to be imperfect. Right. No matter how. Right. And now they're finding milk, uh, radiation in milk. and
1: Which, and go ahead.
0: But they found traces of radiation in California and Alabama, which is like just a couple of miles down the road, so...
1: But here's my question about that. Everything that I've read and seen on the news says that it's very, very low traces of radiation. And from what I've read... They weren't testing milk for radiation before this, right. so how do we know that we haven't always been drinking? That could be My true. guess would be because of all the crap that we've pumped into the air and our water stream, we're getting radiation on a daily basis.
0: I and they've said that. You know, that we, I, they, I don't that we are. We're always exposed to it.
1: Yeah, I just don't want people going bananas, like because I'm, I'm worried that this will cause some like ripple effect and people will. <laughs> So if you Act had... Act irrationally. If
0: you had kids and they said, well, we've found radi- radiation in milk, would you yeah. be, still be okay if with it? If it was tracking? like
1: levels that they were... I mean, because everything that I've read has said it's not anything that's going to kill anybody. Yeah. So as long as it wasn't dangerous levels, I'd still give it to my kids.
0: Yeah. See, as much as I... I'd
1: put whiskey in their bottles, too. <laughs> I don't care. I'm hardcore. I
0: know you are. <laughs> as much as I trust Obama and think he wants to do the right thing and everything. I don't trust the government as a whole. Right. And so I don't know if what they're telling me is absolutely true, especially Japan, because I've read that they've done this before where they've said it hasn't been that bad and it's actually been worse than really? it is. Yeah. So
1: let's move to Canada.
0: Yeah. Because you can trust them.
1: You can trust Canadians. If can you, you can't trust Canadians, who can you trust? No one. No <laughs> one. <laughs> Smurfs. No. One. Yeah. Remember when we saw that fight in Toronto? Did we ever talk yeah, about that? That I don't was know. weird. I don't think we ever talked about our trip to Toronto.
0: Well, according to you, there's <laughs> the not blah, much blah, to blah, talk blah, about.
1: We didn't do that much. We did a couple so things. Let's. You not should give a little
0: synopsis it? on the fight.
1: On the flight. The fight. So basically, we were walking down the street, and I noticed this strange occurrence of a middle-aged man walking across the street and this teenage kid who you couldn't tell if they were like horsing around or if they were genuinely fighting and as we got around the corner I saw a woman like back up out onto the sidewalk and I was like okay that was a fight Right. and it was like this kid (laughs) but like you could tell he'd been aggravating the guy because the guy just was, like, throwing him off of him. Right. And the kid just, like, kept coming back, and the guy would, like, throw him to the ground. And the kid and the had
0: kid, a he, grin on his face. Yeah,
1: like, he thought it was funny. Right. And the area where we stayed, we stayed at the Courtyard Marriott on Yonge Street. Don't stay there if you go to Toronto. We stayed there a couple years ago, and I, I don't remember it being seedy. No. Like, I remember it being seedy as you went more north. But, like... There was a youth mission that was there, and it was also warmer this time right. so compared that, to the last time. So the I a think lot it, more people out. Yeah, so maybe stay somewhere else. That would be my my word of caution. Because yeah. I was I never really feel um, scared when we travel places, but I was a little like ill at ease there, and I probably wouldn't have left the hotel room by myself.
0: I was a little ill at ease the first time we went. But this were time, you? yeah, this time was definitely worse.
1: Why were you ill at ease the first time? I didn't. The same
0: that. little strip, just weirded Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially if you went pat like north past the hotel. Right.
0: Um. But yeah, if we go back, we'll probably stay in. I don't know the name of the area. I think it's the like theater
1: it. district. Okay. I think that's what it's called. But it was like ni- nicer and newer and a little more like cosmopolitan there. Right. Which is, as we both know. Much more our cup of tea.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> That's right. And we're going to Cincinnati in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So if you're from Cincinnati and you have any suggestions for us, feel free to email us at well, we... vagabondexchange@gmail.com. Yeah. We're going to see a baseball game. Yeah. What? If you
0: don't, if you don't want to write us, we have a friend who's from Cincinnati. Yeah, we
1: have a couple friends. So
0: screw you, listeners.
1: Exactly. I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. <laughs>
0: Um. So, Charlie Sheen, opinions.
1: Asshole. Do you see that? <laughs> that's, in, my, that's my opinion.
0: He's going on this 20 city tour. Oh,
1: yeah. And I guess it's sold out, isn't it?
0: Yeah, well, last night was the first show in Detroit. Right. And apparently he had walkouts. He was, people were booing, and his it was a bomb.
1: So, Shocker. Yeah.
0: Apparently he was saying some very uh, derogatory things towards Detroit. Detroit, like this is where I come to buy my crack or something like that. So
1: you can't do that, Charlie Sheen. No. You'll get your ass kicked.
0: And he atens- anticipated that he would be making about seven million from the tour. So I don't know if that's
1: Doesn't true. Look like it. No. I just I think he needs to not have a podium anymore, and I realize this is like hypocritical that we're sitting here talking about him, but like stop putting a microphone in front of his face and he'll go away. Yeah. Like stop watching him. His streams on the web. Stop filming him when he throws things off balconies. He
0: he just needs to start acting again. Right. Stop.
1: Stop talking. Like, (laughs) stop it. No, you're not funny. You're not it's not it's not cute. It's not like I don't even think people are rooting for his success anymore. No. Like you know, with Britney Spears when she had her meltdown, I think people were like, Oh, she can still come back. Even Lindsay Lohan, I think people think she can still recover. Right. Charlie Sheen? Nope. You, you have five kids. Get off the stage. <laughs>
0: The thing about Charlie Sheen is I think he's really a smart guy. I've seen some some of the stuff he's written and stuff like that. Yeah. He's he's no dummy. So it kinda surprises me that he's hasn't gotten it yet. That I don't know. His fifteen minutes of extra fame is kinda <laughs> Born over.
1: Off. The thing that bothered me the most, I think, about the situation, aside from the fact that it's not just him that he has to worry about. He has five kids. Is it like quasi anti-Semitic comments he made about Chuck Lore and calling him Kime Levine? Yeah, like really, dude. Yeah, don't don't pull that card. You're gonna get Mel Gibson. Like, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, that was kind of uh, especially because he's not exactly a white dude. I mean, his real no. last name is Estevez. Thank so.
1: you, but he changed to Charlie Sheen. Right. like So. Get off the stage. Get yeah. off the stage. I was
0: actually in support of him initially because I, I was thinking, you know, let the leave the guy alone. If he's showing up for his job every day, he's doing the job he's supposed to. If he's going out doing crack and doing prostitutes, who cares? He's mm-hmm. doing his job. But uh, since then, I mean, once you start bad-mouthing your bosses and yeah. stuff like that, you've crossed the line.
1: And i read a few things where it wasn't like he was the... Consummate professional at work, like he was on time, but he was still a dickhead. So,
0: yeah, that's Warner Brothers. Though they're saying like he missed a couple, he would miss his lines, and yeah. he was kind of. And I don't know if that's true or not. I don't, I don't know either, if that's. But
1: I think they. I think they gave him a chance to
0: redeem himself. Yeah, and, and he yeah.
1: chose an a really unfortunate course of events, and that's it's too bad because yeah. a lot of people would kill to be in his position, and yeah. he's wasting it.
0: I agree. <sighs> Charlie Sheen. And Um, then, go ahead. No. No, you. No. 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 What were you going to say?
1: I was going to say in Saturn News, the passing of Elizabeth Taylor. Mm
0: -hmm. Were you a Elizabeth Taylor fan?
1: I think every woman has a little bit of like Elizabeth Taylor in them. Because she's so, like you kind of, I don't know. For me, for me, I don't know i I think I kind of wanted to be her in some respect, mm-hmm. and I also like like I think she was very clever and very smart. I love that quote that she has about um <laughs> i'm very committed to marriage. I've been married so- t- so many times I should be committed <laughs> like i just i I love that she was kind of like like a woman's woman mm-hmm. she she was sexy, but she like got it. you know what I mean She mm-hmm. wasn't just like the hot chick. She right. had, like, she brains. Had brain. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She took advantage of her position. She didn't take it for granted. Exactly. Like, um, what's her name from the Transformers? Or Megan Fox, right, yeah. Who isn't nearly as good of an actress or anything right. like that. And so.
1: ha- have you heard anything about her lately? No. No.
0: And uh, I remember seeing Cat on the Hot Tin Roof mm-hmm. when I was going through my Paul Newman phase and yeah. seeing Elizabeth Taylor, and it's, she just looked so hot yeah. in that movie. It's like, oh. How can you deny that woman? You can't. Yeah.
1: You can't, and I think that's. I mean, I think she's great. Yeah, and it's sad that she's gone.
0: Yeah, and although it, I actually thought she would leave us, I did ceremony. too. She lived a long time.
1: Yeah, and we have this great legacy that she left behind. Yeah, including white diamonds perfume. <laughs> Just kidding. Are yeah.
0: you elderly women? That's <laughs> keeping Put the hope Put it alive. next to your Shalimar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: My mom used to wear Shalimar when I was a kid, and one time we threw her a birthday party, a surprise birthday party, me and my brothers and my dad, and we got her a bottle of Shalimar.
0: Was she elated? She
1: was. She was very happy. And I hid it in the drawer where we kept our plastic bags, and I got it out, and she was so surprised. W- she probably wasn't that surprised. Did you wrap it? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It was just like a little, you know, perfume small. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think she, my mom had White Diamonds, and she Did also she? had, I think it was Poison, or she had another <laughs> perfume that my mom had.
1: Moms are awesome. They
0: are awesome, <laughs> with their perfumes and body they're, washes. Their lady stuff.
1: <laughs> this is for ladies.
0: I used to give my mom bath salts all the time Did you? when I was a kid, Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, we always were getting her some, and like, now that I know my, like, actually know my mom as like a woman and kind of a friend, I'm like... She seriously had to, like, do her best actress impression to, like, act pleased with all this crap that we bought her. Here you go, Mom. Bubblegum flavored shampoo.
0: <laughs> but at least my mom used her stuff. I would give my dad stuff. Yeah, my like a year later, i look it. in his drawer, and I'm like, it's, it's still in the wrapper. What the hell is going exactly. on?
1: My dad. My dad still does it. Like, I'll get him a gift card, and, like, eight months later, he's like, I went to Lowe's and used your gift card. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. Whatever.
0: Yep. Oh, Dad.
1: <sighs> Parents yep. really just don't understand.
0: No, they don't. So, I know you wanted to mention George Lopez.
1: Only that he is a douche, <laughs> And here's why. So, Kirstie Alley, who I have used to not like, like I used to think she was annoying, but right. now I sort of like because she shared her weight loss struggle with the world and I can appreciate that.
0: Are you going to cheer for her on dance? I'm already Dancing with cheering with her.
1: I don't watch Dancing with the Is Stars. Is it on already? Um, yeah. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> Pay attention. I'm sorry. Um, but basically, she's on. I mean, she's she's still a large lady. Um, but Dancing with the Stars has been on a couple of weeks, and she's really good. Like, I think she the first week she finished in second place, and then I think the last time she was in third place out of, like, 15 people. Wow. So she does really well. And, I mean, it's kind of cool to see, like, a chubby chick out there working her stuff on the dance floor. And she stands next to Petronim Kova and Kendra Wilkinson and all these other, like, you know, either statuesque or tiny little powerhouse ladies. And she's right up there with her little strap, you know, strappy dance attire kicking ass. And fuckface George Lopez called, like, made reference to to her being a pig and talked about her hooves tapping. Right. Which I just, I think it's like the, first of all, it's completely unoriginal and a boring joke. Like, really, George? Like, that's, that's the best you can do? Right. And second of all, like, there's all this pressure for overweight people, like, oh, you just need to exercise. Like, you just need to get active and, you know, stop eating pork. Like... It's all of this, like, advice that is doled out daily. It's I all mean, in
0: your control. It's how easy
1: Exactly. It is, yeah. We're assailed with it. <laughs> right. Like, you, can't, you cannot watch news without there being some talk of obesity and, like, tips on how to avoid it. So here's someone who very publicly is exercising, putting herself out there, and she gets criticized. Right. Like, okay, so you don't want us to be fat, but if we... Are trying not to be fat. We just need to be off in the corner and do it quietly and not expose everybody to our fatness. Right. Pisses me off.
0: Well, at least she called him out on it.
1: Yes, yeah, she and did. And she even
0: pointed out the fact that, you know, he's divorced the wife that actually gave up a kidney. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: And his George Lopez's wife was overweight, too. Yeah. So. And George Lopez was overweight. Yeah, he was. I don't know. And, like, the thing that really pissed me off was his apology was, like, I miss... He was, like, I'm sorry, I misjudged the joke. Like, really? That's... Yeah,
0: a backhand apology.
1: Yeah. That doesn't even mean anything.
0: You always... It's upsetting when men like that do jokes like that. Like, when Ricky Gervais does or did jokes like that. It's yeah. It's like, dude, you're pudgy, too.
1: Right. So... But he still does them. Yeah. I'm, like, just because you lost weight doesn't mean, like... I am almost you more be able accepting.: to
0: Relate to that because you were that person at one point. Right, yeah.
1: And like I said, like it's not fat jokes that bother me because sometimes a fat joke can be really funny mm-hmm. if it's clever, but it's the same as like like jokes about the differences between men and women. If it's the same crap we've heard a million times, it's not funny, and it doesn't make you a good comedian. right. Like if you're doing it artfully or you're bringing something to the table that we haven't really considered before, that's that's being a good comedian.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's like when black comedians say black people don't like to pay their bills.
1: Right.
0: First of all, it's been done a million times. Second of all, no one likes to pay their
1: bills. No (laughs) one likes to pay their bills. Or we pay
0: them late. Right. You may pay them late. (laughs) Right. I pay them before I even get the bill.
1: (laughs) Or like black people being late all the time or something. (laughs) Or white people being like snooty and stuck up. Like.
0: Yeah. Or black people are the only people that like jabber in movies. Both you and I know <laughs> right. that. that isn't the case. Or
1: black people are the only people that can dance. Right. <laughs> it's so I, ridiculous. I, they
0: did something on a Chris Rock this morning and he talked about how uh, black people didn't have a salad dressing. He goes, <laughs> You know what black people's uh, salad dressing is? Hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, that's funny. Yeah, it is like funny. that's that's original. Yeah. No one it's, thinks it's about true. Hot you don't sauce think about on the salad. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So down with Georgia Lopez, like any last redeeming shred of interest I had in you is you should be honest.
0: kissing Sandra Bullock and Conan O'Brien's feet.
1: Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you.
0: Otherwise you'd just be doing stand up at like a comedy hut in Peoria, Illinois.
1: He's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, since we are, we are lovers of San Francisco.
1: (laughs) I thought you were just going to say, since we are lovers. Since we are lovers, comma.
0: lovers (laughs) of San Francisco, I'm sorry. Lovers
1: Lovers is a funny word. It reminds me of Saturday Night Live and that Will Ferrell sketch. My lover.
0: (laughs) You're on my back. You're back? Yes, my back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Will Ferrell. Are you looking forward to him on uh, The Office? Kind of. You're worried that he's going to, like...
1: I don't... I'm worried that he's going to bust. Overdo it? Yeah. 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 Although the one, like, preview I've seen where he's, like, hugging Michael Scott looks pretty funny. Yeah. So, I'm sad that Michael Scott is leaving. I know. Or Steve Carell. His real name's not Michael Scott.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, the show's been on... This is the seventh season. It's weird. Yeah. But at least it seems like he's going out on a good note. Yeah. The character. Yeah. And it's a cute...
1: Yeah. It's like the storyline's gotten really good. So...
0: Um, But anyway, we love San Francisco. We do. We have yet to walk, Well, I have yet to walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know. We
1: should do it this time.
0: Yeah, when we go back. We're planning on (laughs) going back in uh, September, probably. But anyway, these kids were on a field trip.
1: Yeah, this is weird. Walking
0: across the bridge, and I guess the other kids, the high school kids, and they dared one of their friends to jump off, or maybe he said he was going to jump off. Anyway, he jumped off. And he actually survived the fall.
1: Was he hurt at all? Did he break anything? I think he
0: was, there were minor injuries.
1: That's so crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: You but, would think the impact of that fall would just shatter every bone in your body. Yeah.
0: But I thought it was interesting that they have like, I think they had 32 suicides last year from that bridge. It's just amazing.
1: Mm-mm. I had a guidance counselor in high school that jumped off a bridge. It was after I graduated, but he jumped off a bridge in Michigan and killed himself.
0: That's a, what do you call that? That's being committed. Because you know once you're gone, like back in uh, December, a woman here in Nashville uh, was going across the bridge, stopped her Lexus, left her shoes in the, you know, where the driver Mm -hmm. sits, left her purse on the the seat, left the, the car running. And just jumped off. And I went to college with her. I barely remember Oh, you me about yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, they said that she had been having emotional problems. And they found her in the Cumberland like
1: mm.
0: weeks later. But, I mean, once you... And there have been people that have jumped off golden, the Golden Gate and survived mm-hmm. and said as soon as they jumped, they realized they had done the wrong thing. Really? Yeah.
1: It makes you wonder if it's just the will to survive. You know, if that kid jumped off and he was like, nothing's going to happen to me. And when those people jumped off, they were like, oh, this isn't what I want. Maybe right. if that's what kept them. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I just.
1: I, I, I don't understand being in a place where you could do that to yourself. But I almost have not respect, but it's, it's almost like an awe of people who are driven to that, you know, yeah. because that to me, that's. It's the ultimate in selflessness, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. In one way, yeah. It's I, such a strange thing.
0: I think we were both at a point in our lives where we, like, twenty years ago, I would have been like, "What a selfish dude! Mm-hmm. And, How could he do that?" And, but you you almost you pass judgment because you, exactly. you go through stuff yourself where you go, you know, I can, I haven't been to that extreme Mm -hmm. but i can see how someone could get pushed to that point yeah
1: when you're in a dark place it's the difference between turning right or left i mean
0: yeah it's
1: eerie yeah so but great that that kid survived i bet his parents are beating his ass yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) no more field trips for you Didn't you say you watched some documentary where, like, I guess they have a bunch of cameras on the Golden Gate Bridge or yeah. some guy set up a camera or Well, there, were,
0: there are cameras around it. And they, they showed, like, one guy pacing back and forth, and then he finally jumped. And, and he had told people he was going to do it. So, I mean, when, once you get to that point, what do you do? How do you save someone?
1: What would you do if you saw someone that you could tell was contemplating it? Would you try to stop them? I would say something. Yeah. Would you? Yeah. What would you do? I don't know
0: because you think i mean it's like uh it's a wonderful life again yeah. you could let the guy go but then you think what about maybe you could say one thing
1: yeah that's true he could change I'm always this guys life. opt uh cautious do you ever watch this show called what would you do on abc like it's a it's like know, like a reality show i guess but basically they set up these certain scenarios like in restaurants or shopping malls like there was one i was watching where um this guy, like, the guy that was working at a restaurant was HIV positive. Mm-hmm. Like, the the actor who portrayed the guy was HIV positive, but he, like, his character was too. And some of the patrons of the restaurant knew it. And so they were, like, publicly saying, like, don't touch our food. Like, get someone else to wait on us. Right. And it was, like, would you step in? Like, would you stand up for him? Or just, like, people... Like if you saw, um, there was one about girls bullying this other. Oh, we chick. saw that on Dateline. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, similar, right. similar stories. I, I'm. There's always a part of me that's a little afraid to because you just you never know what people are gonna do. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, if I saw somebody about to jump off a bridge, I would yes. probably say something. But if they had a gun to their head, yes. You, you don't know what they're. going Yeah, it's right. unpredictable. Yeah. Right.
1: It's hard to know like what your place is.
0: Right. Because I'm thinking, I don't know this person, but I also don't know the people in this person's life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does he have kids or does she have kids or mm-hmm. a spouse? I mean, how does this? Because it's it doesn't just affect you; it right. affects you know. It's a domino effect, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard hard thing to say. It's easy to say what you would do when you're not in that position, right? You know?
1: Right, but when you're confronted with it,
0: right? So, on that <laughs> on note, that note, <laughs> yeah.
1: Happy Sunday to you.
0: <laughs> Start with beautiful and end with jumping off a bridge. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah it's a depressing podcast. <laughs> Happy Depression Day. Yep. So um, we'll probably be back in a couple weeks, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Um,
0: we started. have a lot of things coming up. So maybe, we do. maybe at the beginning of May.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because we have
0: a wedding. We have your birthday. We have a couple of birthday parties. Yes. Yeah. You're going home.
1: Yes, all of those things are happening. Yeah. So we'll we'll be back in a little while.
0: Yeah. More movies. <laughs> That's we wanna right. see we watched Arthur last night.
1: Yes. So we uh, wanna see the remake.
0: Right. And uh, there's something else coming out. I was
1: gonna say there's a few things coming out there. Hannah. We wanna see Hannah. Yes. Yeah. And maybe the source code. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. interested in that. Yeah. So yeah, stay tuned. Yep. It's gonna be awesome.
0: And if you do choose to send us an email, you want to contact us, you can reach us at VagabondExchange at com, And we also have a Facebook page, Vagabond Exchange. Look us up. Yep.
1: Send us a letter.
0: Yep. And Joe is still...
1: <laughs> Wondering keep, if you're alive.
0: Keeping a candle in the window for you.
1: Did you make it to Boston? Just write us and let us know you're okay, Joe. That's yeah, all we ask.
0: That's all we ask. <sighs> all right. Well, okay. We'll see you soon.
1: Bye. I'm going to hang out with these two smoking hotties and fly privately around the world. You know, it might be lonely up here, but I sure like the view, Alex.